0: Episode 83, The Beginner's Guide to Raising Your Vibration. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which helped transform my life with you. So you can live... Life Amplified. If you've ever followed the works of Abraham Hicks, you might have heard this quote, as you think, you vibrate. As you vibrate you attract. Hello and welcome back everybody to Life Amplified. It is an honor and a privilege to be able to serve you today. Thank you so much for taking a half hour or so out of your schedule to spin with me and I'm going to give you so much value and I am calling an audible on the field just like I were Tom Brady right now because when I woke up this morning I was planning on doing a very different podcast than I feel led to discuss with you in the moment. And part of that is I just celebrated a huge personal milestone in my life. On October 26th, I celebrated four years of walking out of my corporate job for the last time. I walked away from that career and I stepped into my purpose. I stepped into the creation of my coaching business. And, you know, it's mind blowing and just mind boggling for me to think back on the last four years of my life and to think that it has been 104 pay periods since I have relied on a corporation outside of myself to provide me income. That, you know, that's 104 pay periods I've been generating and earning money on my own. And in fact, in 2018, earning more money in a year than I ever did in my media executive job. It's crazy for me to think it's been 208 weeks since I had to sit in the BS Monday morning sales meeting where we all had to watch the slimy sort of bullshitty boss present all the PowerPoint figures while we all sat around the table and like applauded and high fived each other and had to pretend like that the company was the greatest thing in the world, and it's also four years Since I've had to attend one of those lame company-wide meetings where they just do stupid things to try to make the company look hip and cool, it's been a crazy four-year journey. And there's been some tremendous highs, and there's been some lows along the way. There's been setbacks. There's been huge wins. And originally, I was going to share the 10 lessons that I've learned on this path of entrepreneurship. But I realize not everybody who listens to this podcast, creating your own business might not be your jam it might not be your desire if you're a person who is risk averse and you know you have family and kids that you're taking care of maybe you don't have the financial resources right now to step out on your own and create that and by the way even if you did entrepreneurship isn't for everybody you know it, there is a unique animal for those of us who uh like risk and like to you know live in the unknown to go out and create our thing in the world but i don't think you know creating a business is the only way that you can live your purpose i have many clients who come to me and we create their vision their purpose statement and then it's a matter of finding an existing company that they can work for that aligns with that there's no shame in working in a 9 to 5 job If the work you're doing is personally meaningful to you, that's great. I high five that. I celebrate that in my world. And I love helping clients create that outcome in their life. Some of my clients come to me and they stay in the same company that they're at. But we really get clear on how they can create a brand new role for themselves that will challenge them and allow them to expand and grow. So there's multiple paths to an amplified career in life. But whether you want to leave to start your own company, whether you're looking to transition into a totally new career, or you want to create a brand new thing within your existing company, there is one piece of advice that I think resonates for everybody. And this will determine your level of happiness. This will determine what your stress levels are every day. And it's this, you have to learn how to master your vibration. And I know, like, you hear people say that, and I used to be this guy. I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? Like, what does it mean to master my vibration? It's one of those woo-woo words that sounds a little bit out there, and, and you don't know what it really is. But let's take this down. I mean, Albert Einstein was the one that said everything in life is vibration. Everything in the universe is made up of molecules that are vibrating at different speeds. And this includes trees, rocks, animals but it also includes our bodies we are just energy wrapped up in a meat sack and it also includes our thoughts and emotions every thought that we have every feeling that we have there is a vibration that we're putting out into the universe and we know that as we vibrate we tend to attract back the level that we're vibrating at so even if you don't get this on an academic level even if this all seems a little weird my promise to you is that you've absolutely experienced this in your life you have walked into a room and intuitively picked up on another person's energy You've gone out on a first date and totally vibed with the person and felt like, aside from the physical attraction, you felt a good chemistry and you're like, wow, this person is great. This is a safe person to be around. Likewise, you've walked into a room with other people and your spotty senses just say, I need to keep my distance because that person is just negative. They're depressing. And if you've ever noticed the way these dynamics play out in the office, it's usually the people who are most miserable, who hate the company who are the ones who gravitate and like all go out to lunch together because they want to complain or they'll be the ones who gather around the coffee pot. You know, I always joke that there was always Carol and Jim and accounting and there'd be like three other you know employees near them and they all just physically look depressed. You didn't even have to hear what they were saying to know that, man, I don't even want to go get in the middle of that. So we pick up on good vibrations, to quote either the Beach Boys or Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. And we pick up on bad vibrations. And a lot of times, the environment that we put ourselves in, and I'm going to do a deep dive on your environment and the impact on your life. We're going to have my friend Sarah Riley back on the podcast. Uh, We talked to her earlier this year. You've made it one of the three most downloaded episodes of 2019. So we're going to go deeper into your environment next week. But think about it. When you're consuming media stories that pretty much tell us in the United States, it's the end of democracy, the world's going to end, you know, the Democrats are the problem, the Republicans are the problem, and there's all the blaming. You get so frustrated and down, you find yourself angry or feeling hopeless or apathetic, and you turn it off. Yet, when we watch that YouTube video of the serviceman coming home from combat and attending his daughter's wedding when she wasn't expecting him to be there, then all of a sudden, what do we do? We feel amazing. We cry. We're happy. We're moved. We want to share that content across our social media channels. And this is all just, you know, vibration. In action and the number one tip that I can give you like how do you know what level you're vibrating at right now it's a question I get from people when they hear me talk about this it's all about what emotions are you feeling most often your emotions are a complete and total indicator of your vibration and Here's the thing where people really fall off track in their life. Here's the difference between the people living an amplified life and the people who are just stuck and frustrated and can never seem to get any momentum in any area of their life. The people who are crushing it emotionally, financially, spiritually, uh, in relationships, make taking control of how they feel their number one priority in life. They generate their life from the inside out. Stuck people are constantly reacting to the circumstances around them. You've probably heard people say this. In fact, if we're being honest, you've probably said these things. I know I have right? Well, you know, I I feel like shit today because this person said this other thing to me and it made me mad, you know? Or, hey, I didn't get the answer I wanted on this and now I'm grumpy. Or, I'm stuck in traffic and everything sucks. That we're using what's happening outside of ourselves as a way to create our emotions. And the unfortunate thing, when that is your mentality, and I wanna be clear, I'm not here to judge today because I'm simply teaching you what I am still trying to master and what I've had to learn. But if there was one thing that I think has contributed more to the life that I've built for myself, it's being able to apply this. When I am on fire in my business and relationships, when everything Is working, it's I am generating and taking responsibility for the emotions that I want to feel. Because the universe responds to how you feel. Life is responding in a way that will match your beliefs. If you're a person who believes that there is abundant opportunity, if you're a person who believes in yourself and your ability to th- to figure things out, if, if you're a person who believes that you are supported, whether it be by God, the universe, or just fate, your destiny, that's the experience that you are going to create. Other people who dwell and nothing works out for me, that the world is against me, is one of uh, my clients tried to say to me the other day, and I totally cut. Him off and called him out on this. He's like, Well, you know, God just has a sense of humor, as if somehow, like, you know, God is some bitchy person in heaven. (laughs) It's just like, Oh, I want to screw with this person today. (laughs) It's not really the way it works, right? But so many times we blame, whether it be our spouse, our parents, our kids, our boss, we'll blame the universe itself for why things aren't working out. And the problem is, is in those moments when and you are living in blame, yes, I mean, you're ignoring your power to be a conscious creator in your life, but you're also just giving away your power to other people. What you're saying is, is that the series of digits, when you open your Bank of America or Chase Bank app and look at your balance, has the power to dictate the future of your life. You're saying that your boss uh, and how your boss shows up is going to determine how you feel that day. And if the rest of the world needs to behave in one certain way for you to feel happy for you to feel empowered for you to feel like you can reach your dreams again just tossing your power away to forces outside of yourself and this is not sexy advice nobody wants to hear this everybody always wants to say that they have the one argument for why they're the exception to the rule but what i'm encouraging you to do is and i tell you this from my own experience because i've been there I <laughs> I have let my happiness hinge on whether uh, the person on a dating app responds to me or not. Like I've used that as an excuse for while I'm grumpy. I've, I've gone through this with my own parents. I've gone through this, you know, sometimes with clients. <laughs> you know? There was times earlier in my coaching business where I caught myself doing it there. But this is about taking responsibility for the circumstances of your life and understanding creation happens 24-7. Creation isn't just something that you're engaging in when you're meditating, when you're praying, when you're writing in your journal or creating positive affirmations. You are creating in every moment based on your thoughts. So whatever set of circumstances you're experiencing, whether it be financially, in your health, in your career, you have to understand You've created that reality. And I know somebody is so angry. Somebody's probably already tuned out this podcast and said, screw this. I don't want to hear this, Dan. But we create our reality. Then we forget that we created it. And then we react to it which just perpetuates this endless cycle of reacting to the circumstances in our life. So vibration is the force that moves us. Words are energy. Every word we speak has a vibration level to it. And this is gonna be out there for some people, but I'm just going to share the research. There was a doctor, Masuro Omoto. He was a PhD. He spent his life researching and educating humanity about the nature of water and the effect that our words and all vibrations have on water. So he was doing this amazing water crystal photography that demonstrated how thoughts, words, emotions, prayers, music, how all these things, the vibrations of these things, actually change the molecular structure of water. And what this doctor would do is he would take water samples and freeze them in a vial after they had been exposed to various vibrational frequencies. So he would take the vial and write beautiful words, such as gratitude, love, kindness, thank you on it. And according to his tests, the water in the vial froze into perfect beautiful snowflakes with every word forming a unique crystal. If you don't believe me, and this sounds ludicrous to you, you can look this up online, Dr. Emoto, E-M-O-T-O, and you can do some research for this on your own. And what was interesting is they tried this in different languages. They did it in English, they did it in Spanish, they did it in Japanese, but it was the energy behind the word in any language determined what shape the water froze in. And when they would take a water vial and they would freeze it with a negative energy word on it, they learned that the water in those vials froze with no structure at all. So the hypothesis of Dr. Omoto was that positive words hold creation power. They're in tune with nature. Negative words have absolutely no creation power. So here, uh, by the way, if you're curious, and you can look this up online, some of the words and phrases that created the beautiful snow flakes and the water crystals affection angel beautiful compassion mom dad honesty heart harmony what were some of the words with negative connotations that created no structure to the water molecules dislike devil despair ugly war unhappiness If you're looking for some additional research to back this up just on what our thoughts and our emotions, uh, the impact that it has on how we create in our lives, you can do some Googling on a gentleman by the name of Dr. David R. Hawkins who created what he called the Map of Consciousness. He has a whole book written on this topic. You know, I couldn't possibly do a deep dive on this in one episode for you. But through his work, and what he did was a lot of applied kinesiology and muscle testing with people. But what he found is that different emotions carry different frequency, and that positive emotions oscillate at higher frequencies. So, the highest level of emotion that we could possibly feel, according to his research, was enlightenment. That vibrated at over 700 hertz. Peace was a very high level emotion that was around 600 hertz joy love acceptance these were also very high level vibrations and by the way even neutrality vibrated at a high level think about it if you're feeling neutral to the circumstances of your life you're in non-judgment You're just taking life as it comes, but you're not making it mean anything one way or the other. So, you know, if somebody looks at you the wrong way in the office, you don't start judging, oh my God, what are they thinking about me? This person's never like me. You're just in a place of acceptance. Neutrality is a high level vibration that you can occupy. What are the low level vibrations that actually weaken you and pull you down? Well, I'll give you the bottom five right now. Fear, grief, guilt, and shame were among the lowest. In fact, shame was the lowest of the low. Somebody who is operating perpetually from a place of shame, they feel humiliated, they have low self-esteem, they're very paranoid. These are people that feel invisible and worthless. And if you're vibrating at that level for an extended period of time, according to Hawkins' research, it will lead to elimination, either of yourself or other people people who are living in shame are more likely to commit suicide turn into serial killers or at the very least moral extremists who apply self-righteous judgment onto other people so you know people who are living in shame generally they're Point of view for their whole life is misery. And, you know, when you get into his work, and he details all this in the book, the dominant emotion that is really the turning point on this scale, this map of consciousness that Dr. Hawkins has created, is courage. He says when a person is operating from a perspective of courage, it's like the first waking up point where they're no longer sleepwalking through life. And the world is no longer hopeless, tragic, frightening, or antagonistic. That once you step into courage, you're no longer seeing yourself as a victim in life, and you believe that you are empowered to create the results that you want, which is why we talk about this so much in self help. You know, that life is not about living fearlessly, fear is going to happen, but it's about living with courage. It's about taking the action that scares you even in spite of feeling the fear. But essentially, when you're living in those low vibration states, negativity just begets more negativity. Once you turn and pivot into courage, and then you can get into neutrality, acceptance, love, peace, joy, enlightenment, that's where all the really powerful creation happens in your life. And somebody out there right now is going, well, damn, but I don't know how to feel that. You know, I'm a person, I just live in fear and guilt my whole life. And and remember, whatever you're experiencing today at the emotional level, it's a reaction to something that was created in the past. You have the opportunity now to make a new decision that moves your life forward and remember that positive emotions are our natural state. It's what we're here to experience. If you've ever watched a baby in a crib, babies don't need to be entertained. They don't really need much. They can just stare into space and smile and be in bliss. That's our natural state. That's what we were born to experience in this lifetime. Somewhere along the way, Through the conditioning, through reacting to the environment that was created by your mother and father or your caregivers, you know, you might have experienced people who lived in fear, shame, guilt all the time, and you took on that energy because we're empathetic people by nature, you know, we want to relate to other people and you can relate to other people through positivity or you can relate to it through commiseration. Have you ever walked into a room and you've been with somebody who's just going through it or they're having a really rough uh, week or month or in some cases you know that one person who's just been having a rough 10 years and then the sun never shines on their street and you want to empathize and you want to listen to them but then you walk away from that interaction and you're like my god what I'm in a bad mood I don't even know why because we take on the energy of the other other people around us. So, you might be carrying some beliefs about yourself and your life that aren't even yours. They were handed down to you from the people in your life who didn't even know better. So, our thoughts that we think create the emotions that we feel. That determines our vibration and that will determine the outcomes that we're getting in our life. The goal here is to be vibrating at those higher states. Love acceptance, enlightenment, peace. That's where we want to be. That's where the juice of life and we, that's where the attraction of more positive things happen. So I'll give you a practical example of where I've really learned this in my life and where I am creating some exciting new outcomes. I've been riding a single train for a while. And the last time that I was dating somebody that I was excited about was back in May. Met a girl online. Went out on the first date, went really well. Went out on a couple more dates after that. Like one of them turned into this marathon. It was supposed to be a lunch and it turned into a marathon 10-hour date where we ended up like closing down a rooftop bar, you know, having drinks here in La Jolla and things felt really good. Awesome chemistry, you know, she was a beautiful girl. Seemed like she had her head on straight and really knew where she was going. But one of the interesting things that came up is she had to cancel one of our dates one time. She got sick. And I wanted to let her know I was thinking about her. So I sent flowers uh, for her to feel better. And I thought it was a nice gesture. And if you're a lady listening today, you know, it always makes you feel good to get flowers. And I noticed she took a picture of her flowers and she uploaded it to social media. But rather than be in a state of receiving and a state of gratitude, She positioned it on social media as if it was almost a negative. And she didn't tag me in the post, but I saw it come up on her feed. She posted the flowers and it said, I feel like I'm just being rewarded for being a lazy ass all day. (laughs) A high level of gratitude and receiving going on there. Not at all. And I thought that that was curious, but you know, when you're in the beginning of a new dating situation and those early phases, uh, you want to see things for what you want them to be rather than see it for what it is. And a lot of times what we don't realize when we're encountering other people is that they got their own bag of rocks that they're carrying. They've got their beliefs, their own model of the world. And I started thinking about this in hindsight because on the first few dates I went on with this girl, she would always allude to the fact that, oh, she's like, I'm just a bitter old woman. You know, I'm a bitter, bitter old woman because men are this and men are that. And, you know, men don't follow through and they lie and they cheat. And it was interesting. And there's the part of me, you know, who's more anxious attachment when it comes to relationships. That's been one of the things I'm working through. I'm like, well, I will show her better. I'll be the knight in shining armor. But interestingly enough, after I sent those flowers, there was only one more date that we went on. And she was completely shut down and closed off to me the whole night. Very short She was in her phone a lot. And that was not the experience I had on all the initial dates that we went on. And after we said goodbye that night, she kind of ghosted. I never really heard from her again after that point. There was a couple text messages, but I couldn't get her to lock into going out on another date. And then she just sort of faded off into the sunset. And it was actually a female coaching friend of mine who pointed this out. She goes, you know, when she posted those flowers up on social media and said, I feel like I'm being rewarded for being a lazy ass. She goes, what do you think the energy is under that? And, you know, I'm still sort of caught up in the disappointment of, you know, feeling like I was ghosted by somebody. But my friend pointed out, she said she believes that acts of love have to be earned, if she, you know, if she feels guilty for accepting flowers when she's been in bed sick, the underlying energy to that belief is, oh, my God, no, I have to work to earn kindness and love. She goes, and if that is her belief and you're showing up in these dates, just sort of offering affection and loving gestures and kindness freely, it doesn't fit with her model of the world, which says, nope you know, that this has to be earned. I have to work hard to get somebody's attention. She goes, so of course she would disappear and ghost you. I was like, oh my God, I never really thought of it that way. But, you know, and that's not here to to, to blame the girl I was dating. She's lovely. I hope things work out for her. But there was also the part of me that I used the experience of having somebody who ghosted after really great dates to prove This old belief that I've been working through my whole life, which is I can't trust that people will show up, that eventually people will leave and I'll be alone. And, you know, a lot of that is the product of my childhood conditioning. So that creates a lot of anxiousness for me. And then what happened is after this whole thing imploded, you know, in late May, I wasn't putting myself out there at all. There was part of me like, well, why bother? Right. Like, you know, why bother? People aren't serious. It's just a bunch of people on apps who are ghosting. And that was the belief I had. So, of course, I wasn't going to be out there attracting, you know, a a partner who is looking to find a good relationship But I was also reacting to a circumstance Outside of myself I was letting somebody else's emotional trauma And their baggage dictate How I was feeling about myself In that moment So I wasn't going on any dates Through the rest of the spring And really through the summer Until I got clear about all this And about the creative power Because when I'm thinking about the emotions That I'm vibrating at When it comes to relationships You know, well yes There was disappointment And there There was sadness, but there was also a sense of apathy, which is a very low vibration emotion. (laughs) Apathy is actually lower vibration than anger. So as I went into a place of apathy, of course, I'm not going to be putting myself out there. Of course, I'm not going to be attracting a future mate. And once I did some work around this belief system recently, it's been really interesting because now there's been all these opportunities for dates that have shown up. Uh, In fact, I'm going on two of them later this week, which I I didn't go on two dates probably in the last six months of my life total. Now there's an opportunity for that. But it was something that I had to create a new belief system internally and let go of my own limiting beliefs around dating and what's possible and how other people will show up. And now I'm meeting people who appear to be on the level and appear to be also looking for the same thing I am in terms of a commitment. So, you know, I use this as a practical example, just, but I I want you to take inventory on what are the beliefs that you have? You know, if you aren't experiencing the results that you want in any aspect of your life, what are the beliefs and the emotions that you have that are blocking you from receiving your blessings? And very quickly, before we wrap up this week's episode, what I want to do is also give you some practical tips. What do you do to raise your vibration. What are some quick hacks that can help you raise your vibe quickly? The first one, absolutely, I swear by this, it's gratitude. It is the fastest way I know to amp up your vibration. You know, you can look around the room. You can turn your attention right now to the things that you're thankful for. You can be thankful for this podcast if it's offering value. You can be thankful for the phone, the smartphone that allows you to take this content with you out on the go. You could be grateful for the pet that's laying next to you while you're listening to this on your headphones, laying in bed, but you cannot feel anger or sadness while you're feeling gratitude. So it's a great way to lift your vibration quickly. That's why I always recommend a daily gratitude practice. Uh, And if you can do it twice a day, if you can do it in the morning as you start your day and in the evening, uh, that is powerful in and of itself. It could absolutely change your life. Also, generosity, a great way to shift your vibration. You know, when you start getting stingy or greedy with love, attention, money, that lowers your vibe. It feels bad. You know, being able to get out of yourself and be generous. We talked about this on the Money Podcast in particular when we were talking about uh, those universal laws and the law of attraction and why it might not be working for you on the last episode. But the antidote oftentimes can be generosity. Whatever you want more of in your life, give it to someone else you want to create more money in your life, give a little of what you have to charity. If you want to create more love, if you want to receive more love, give more away. Go back and check out the episode that we did with Neil Donald Walsh, the author of the book, Conversations with God. This was really one of the big aha moments for me, just an interviewing guest in 2019. And I've tried to apply that wisdom and the advice he shared in my life moving forward. Uh, Forgiveness is a great, great way to raise your vibration. Living in blame, that's a bottom 6 energy, of the worst emotions that you can feel. So as you can work toward forgiving others, you can release yourself out of all that anger and bitterness and, you know, you're not going to feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulder anymore. Also, another thing, focus on love. You know, even if you are not in a relationship right now, you can call to mind someone who is easy to love and and think of that person. You know, for me, it's uh, a lot of times when I need to focus on the love I have in my life, I think of my best friend in South Florida who is always there and always has my back if I'm ever in a bad space emotionally. So love, One of the highest vibrating states that there is, it's actually number four on that scale that I gave you earlier from Dr. Hawkins, and that can pull you out of the deepest of ditches. Uh, Two more that I would love for you to consider. Number one, watch the content that you're consuming turn off the news. <laughs> Most of the news is not even news. It's people's opinion. Masquerading is news and it's not doing anything to move you forward. Uh, you know, read an inspiring book. Listen to an inspiring podcast. I've got about 82 of them before this one that you can go back and binge listen obsessively. Listen to some music that makes you feel good. Have a dance party in the living room. I do that with my dog Brady here all the time. If there's a time when I want to just make sure that I'm vibrating high before I get on a client call, Brady and I will have an impromptu dance party. Surrounding yourself with beauty, it's a huge way to do it. So many of my clients really shift their energy quickly when they are connected to nature, whether for you that's being in the mountains or whether that's being on the water like me. Find some way uh, to surround yourself with beauty. And even like as we move into the cold weather months for my friends in the Northeast or in the Midwest, you can have some nice indoor plants that are beautiful that you can take care of. Find some succulents or, you know... Just find something that uh, warms up the room a little bit and take care of that. And, uh, you know, for you, it also could just be art. doesn't even have to be nature when we think about beautiful things. You know, you could take up painting. You could go to a museum and look at somebody else's artwork. But do something that inspires you. And the last tip that I would give you if you're looking to raise your vibration, thinking positive thoughts And it's not so much just like BSing yourself, you know, where if you get bad news and some money doesn't come through that you were expecting, it's not like you want to sit there and be like, "Oh, I have a million dollars in the account because, you know, your brain's already like subconsciously you're already calling BS on that. You know, it doesn't exist. But you can start to get creative about, oh, my God, you know, this opportunity for business or the new job I wanted didn't come through. And that thing would have paid me twenty five thousand dollars more a year. I I am so grateful because that must mean that there's a job with a $50,000 pay increase coming soon. You can live in that state of positivity and be able to attract more. Uh, So those are my best tips. To help you raise your vibration I would encourage you If you did nothing else this week Take inventory find, your, find the thoughts that you're thinking the most Write them down And start to get curious about Where did these come from? Where did I make these beliefs About this is the way that life is Or that this is all that's available to me You know, my belief that Oh my god, people are going to leave me Wasn't created because there's some random girl I went out on, you know, dates with Over six weeks And she ghosted It wasn't a about that, it, that was more beliefs that I made in childhood based on relationship and attachment. Then, so whatever is causing you to strife, whatever the emotion is that's coming up, is usually just leading you down a path of some old pain that needs to be healed and needs to be moved beyond. And this is where coaching can be such a powerful, powerful tool because a lot of times we just assume that our thoughts are reality. We've been thinking them over and over. It's become habit that we don't really have the wherewithal to stop and get curious about where it comes from. So this is one of the biggest benefits that my clients see. I just got an email earlier today from you know a woman I've been working with for about 10 weeks, and she said, for the first time in two years, I feel happy now because we were able to release all the old programming that goes back, by the way, for 30 years. You know, some of you have been carrying around these same beliefs, you know, so long that you just assume it's your identity. It's not the case. And when you get the expert mentorship, you can move it beyond it quickly. And that would be my great honor to help you do that work now to set yourself up for a powerful, inspired, empowered 2020. You can go to my website. You can get some info on that, creative soulcoaching.net, Fill out a coaching application. You and I will be able to jump on the phone for a complimentary discovery call, and we'll you know talk things over and see how we feel and, and if we're a fit to work together. But I only have a couple spots left here for the rest of the year. Now is a great time to get in on that. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. If the podcast serves you, please share this with a friend and don't forget you can screenshot it, upload it to Instagram or Twitter. You can tag me at CSC Dan Mason. You can also join our private Facebook community, the Life Amplified Power Tribe. Share your aha moments and breakthroughs there. We have info for that on the show notes. And in the meantime, don't forget, it's time to turn down the volume on your negativity and turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.